This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of stresses. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Your life is probably stressful. For me, something that I found very stressful was when I got my puppy and I was very lucky that I could lean on my mom and talk things out with her. From time to time, we need to unload the stress and get it out. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased about your life, someone who isn't going to judge you or take sides on anything. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stresses and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and 21 and over listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash holly. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash holly. Hello and welcome back to 21 and Over. Today I am so excited to have everyone back for episode 7 and today joining Tally and myself, our guest this week comes from Brooklyn, New York. Grace, also known as Art Baby Girl, is an artist and author. She works across multiple mediums including illustration and murals. Her playful and self-reflective work has been featured at MoMA, Tate Modern and in more than 50 galleries worldwide. But first before we speak to Grace, as always, it's time for a check-in. Tali, welcome back. Good to be back. Now, how has your week been so far? What are the highs and lows of your week? So um, I will start with the low, I think. Um, That has just been feeling the pressure of having to do lots of things has really Mm -hmm. been on me this week. The pressure to see people, the pressure to always have a plan in place, Um, feeling guilty of comparing myself Uh, not comparing myself, but comparing what I'm doing with the likes of of social media and Mm. and everyone else and thinking everyone's having a really great time. Um, And therefore, you know, having to, feeling like I have to put a plan, you know, every night having to put a plan. Actually, you know, there were, in lockdown, I was doing absolutely nothing and feeling absolutely fine about it. So I don't know why suddenly I'm giving myself a hard (laughs) time about it. Um, but the high of the week, the highs of the week, um, obviously the football, I've got to add that one in. I think I've said that for the last three weeks now. Um, and also, um, 
really getting into obviously um, the climbing walls are back open and I think you know progressing with my rock climbing um, <laughs> that makes me sound really cool um, and that so that's been that's been good seeing progress so yeah um, what about you Hoz what have your highs and lows of the week been um firstly I'm impressed you're back rock climbing nicely Thank done you. <laughs> um, you must come along <laughs> one day um I would say the high point of my week was my twin was home for the weekend and my older sister Meg was very busy with her friends so she didn't have time to see us and my younger sister as you know is in Australia so it was nice just having quality time myself and Jack um whenever he's home I I have never eaten more in my life than whenever he's with me we go out to restaurants we snack on things um which is great I'm not complaining (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's nice to indulge sometimes yeah it was nice but I'm still full (laughs) (laughs) and then I would say the low part of my week is my mood hasn't kind of shifted upwards Mm. yet I'm still very much in this dip and I'm really annoyed that I'm still Mm. in the dip you know I tried adding different things to my routine uh, well sticking to a routine but adding things like exercise in mm. um and it's annoying that after such a fun weekend that I had and I had such a great time and I was laughing and all that and I get home and I'm kind of like just back into mm. the slump just kind of waiting for something to shift um so yeah just sitting with those feelings god I know I, I, it's 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 hard but I think that the important thing is to remember that the less judgment around them, mm. the better. And also the trying to find the acceptance that this is the space that you're currently in and that's also okay. It might not be comfortable, but it will pass at some point. That's very true. That mm. is very true. It's comforting to hear someone else say that as well. well. I've been there, you know, I, so I, mm. I, you know, I know it. I know it well. Now I'm so excited for today's guest, Grace. She's speaking to us all the way from Seattle in America. Hi, Grace. Welcome to 21 and Over. Grace, I am so excited to speak to you today. Thank you so much for joining myself and Tally. Now, the first thing I always like to start off with is a check-in because as the last year has shown, it's so important to check in on ourselves, our friends and our family. So how have you been and how have you found the last year? So I'm doing pretty great these days. I have essentially taken the last month off of work, which has improved my uh Mm. my mood my Mm. mental health like exponentially um I've been spending a lot of time in nature which you know I've realized is like the thing that helps me helps my mind calm down Mm -hmm. so much so after you know of course a very challenging year I'm finally uh think starting to feel a bit more like myself again that's so good. And is this spending time in nature something you've done before or is it something that's quite new to you? So, you know, he- here and there I would I would do it. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I grew up definitely like taking a drive to like do a short hike or something. But, you know, I've lived in New York for almost 10 years now. Mm, and wow. of course, you know, we have parks, but it's just looking at a single tree is just very different than like camping in the redwood forest and just being surrounded by these like giant old trees. It's totally a different experience to like 
you know, for there to be like more nature than people. I think that's mm-hmm. what I'm realizing feels great and like helps me feel small in a, in a good way. Right. Like mm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not the center of the universe. So <laughs> what was it that, that made you sort of encouraged you to take a month off work or take time off work? Like what point had it got to that you felt you needed? Obviously we've had a, a sort of tough year, but what was it that made you realize that you needed time? Yeah, I think I have just, uh, put my career first for so many years. I've been working Mm. as a freelance artist for, you know, about six years now, um, which, you know, I, I love it. It's like so amazing to be able to express myself creatively for work, but it's really exhausting. And I just, I'm not good at taking days off. So almost to like set up this trip uh, mm. I like set myself up to really not be able to work. Like I left my markers at home, um, you know, or living out of a car. So it's just, mm. there, it's very limited to like what I can do. So I think I almost like needed to set up this structure to allow myself, mm. you know, I needed like rules uh, to actually let myself have, have free time to just like be a person and not, be mm. an, and not like be an artist you know mm. so when did you discover that art was a way of coping with your own mental health it, it's always something I've been drawn to I think when I was younger I struggled to uh very like explicitly talk about my emotions right mm-hmm. like I think I, I picked up somewhere I picked up when I was younger to just kind of like keep them hidden, right? Like Mm -hmm. emotions and expressing yourself is, uh, annoying or, you know, I think I kind of picked that message up, right. I wanted to be the like chill girl, the, the cool, calm person (laughs) when like, you know, no one, no one can be that way all the time. Um, but I think art, I figured out like art was a way where I, I felt comfortable, expressing my like honest self through it. Right. Cause you can be more abstract with it and you can release so much of it, like in the process of actually making it, I can express myself and then I don't have to do it directly confrontationally, like with a person, right. Like I can Mm. have this kind of like private experience Mm. where I'm expressing myself And then of course, right. It exists out in the world and people look at it and, you know, we can talk about it, but I think it felt like a safe way to, um, to do that. But it took a long time for me to be aware, uh, Mm. that that's what I was doing. Like, I think for, (laughs) for many years, it just was this thing I did like, just was this channel, right. Like I wouldn't, I would almost like go into this daze and I wouldn't even realize like what I was creating or what I was doing. And then a few years ago when I like had this kind of major depressive episode and went back into therapy and stopped drinking, um, that's when I shifted and I was like, okay, I want to like specifically make art about what's going on. And my work became Mm -hmm. much more like obvious and purposeful in like in speaking about um my mental health mental health yeah this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda 
Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. And, and actually, if you look back at your art sort of from the last over the last year, are you able to see changes during times that you perhaps were struggling versus, you know, when you were feeling more grounded or, or you know, more settled? Definitely. I mean, there's layers to it, right? I think sometimes mm. when I'm when I'm really struggling, like in those moments, I can't be creative. Like, yeah. you know, it would yeah, it would be wonderful if I could like easily channel that like pain into art. But usually, it's like I just want to numb out and yeah. you know yeah. watch. <laughs> I want to like I want to watch a, a whole season of a TV yeah. show in a day, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what, that's usually what happens. But I think it's like after that, when I can kind of come out of it and then I can look back and gain perspective and be like, Oh, like this is kind of what was going on. And I, I try to be good about journaling a lot. I think that's Mm. something that helps me. Like, even if I don't feel up for like making a comic or an illustration, if I'm having like a rough week, usually by journaling or just kind of taking notes on, on how I'm feeling. I think that allows me to then come back when I like have, you know, when I have more energy, I can look back and again, like, right. Reflect on Mm. what I'm, what I'm dealing with. So I think that is the honest, that's honestly how it goes. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I'm sure there's been moments when I've been in a dark spot and been able to like, eloquently (laughs) express it but usually it's like no that's just not that's just not happening is it scary sharing you know something that's so personal and can be sometimes quite painful is it scary sharing that with the world it's it's terrifying Mm. um I think and again I think for for years I I hid behind kind of like humor and sarcasm a lot more right like I would I would make jokes about feeling bad because that felt safer to yeah. have that like that screen of uh, of humor between me and actually like admitting that I was having these complicated, messy feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, right over these last two years, I've I've made a point to, uh, of course, st- I still try to be funny sometimes, but I've made a point to also like be sincere and not laugh off every, uh, you know, everything that's like scary or sad or, or overwhelming. And I think, yeah, it's like that balance of sincerity and humor is where I try to exist. But there's been the first few times I like shared art on Instagram that was just straight up vulnerable. Mm, yeah. I like my, yeah, my heart was racing and I was like ready to delete it immediately. But, you know, like, even though, of course, I think most of us have a complicated relationship with social media, like the, the, the way that people responded, I think initially to those more vulnerable works of embracing that, like really mm-hmm. helped me feel safe to, to keep doing it. Cause you know, you're, the worst fear is that it's just, you're going to get flooded with comments of like, sure. Ugh, yeah. like, Ugh, what gross. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but of course no one does that. Right. If, if people don't like it, you hope they'll just scroll past or unfollow or, or whatever, mm. but I've, it's just, you know, I've just, you have to just do it through practice. Right. So just the more I do it, the more 
you know, you can remember all the, that, like, it's not personal, even if someone doesn't like Mm -hmm. it and that, you know, all, all the, it's just a way to practice those, those things. The more you post, perhaps the less fearful you are about receiving, you know, comments, whatever they may be. Do you find that when you're in a more vulnerable place mentally, that it's harder to post that on social media? Yeah, I think I'm trying to just not, you know, when I'm, when I'm feeling really insecure, I think it's best for me to just not be on my phone that much. That's, you know, cause you get in those, you get in those states of mind. We're just like scrolling through, you know, seeing other stuff. Mm. It just kind of like, it'll just get to me. Right. Like I'll just compare, be comparing myself and I'll just right. Be in this like, uh, way more sensitive state of mind. So I'm trying to just like not do anything unless I'm already kind of feeling a bit uh, more confident or if my self-esteem is, you know, like if I have a good day, I think that's when it's easier to uh, put myself out there that way. Going back to what you said earlier about using humor to cope, that's definitely something I do. And I have quite, sometimes quite a dark sense of humor just because it's easier to make a joke about something than to actually talk about it. So what was it like when you realized you could put, I guess, that dark humor into art and that way it becomes so much more understandable for people rather than just a, a bad joke? Totally. No, I, I think it's really powerful. Like, I think, sure, there there's a way where you can like, you know, you don't always want to be making jokes about it, but mm, yeah, I think humor is like, such an incredible access point, right? Because it's like, you know, if you laugh, you're just, your body's like at ease. Like, I don't, I don't know the actual science of it, but you know, if you're laughing, if you're kind of being silly, you th- you're you like, you, f- I think physically just feel maybe a bit more able to like uh, take in information, right. Or like take mm-hmm. in honesty, if you can kind of joke about it. So I think, I think using humor in that way can be very powerful as long as it's not the like only way you're, yeah. you're, you're processing, right? Yeah. I'm learning to use other ways as well. <laughs> yeah. Recently we've um, spoken about kind of routines and, and what helps when struggling. And obviously art is one for you, obviously not when you're like in necessarily in your deepest, darkest sort of depression, but do you find that you have a routine around your art? Do you find that there's like a certain time of day that you tend to do it? Or, you know, is it is it much more when, as and when you feel like creating? This show is brought to you by our show sponsor, BetterHelp Online Therapy. Going to therapy is something that's really tough for people to fathom. But once you're there, you'll be so happy that you went. BetterHelp has therapists with years of training and are here to help. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and 21 and over listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash holly. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P 
facebook.com slash holly. Yeah. So for a long time, I just waited for like the muse to come and mm. that didn't work really for me. Cause I, I just would procrastinate <laughs> forever, you know? Um, <laughs> so I found that, yeah, introducing routine and just yeah. like making myself sit, like sit at my desk with my computer, with my markers and just like staring at the blank page even if I'm like so uncomfortable and I'm just not in the mood, just forcing myself to like sit there at at my desk, like and be in work mode or whatever really helps. Cause like, sure. Maybe I'll sit there for an hour and like nothing, I won't get any incredible ideas, but I often find that like when I just, you know, sit down and like force that routine or whatever, more Mm. often than not, like something comes through because Otherwise, you know, if I'm just whatever, like cleaning around the house, like doing other errands, I, th- I find it a lot harder for like the ideas and the creativity to come through because I'll just be distracting myself with things. So I definitely for so long thought like artists don't need routine. Like I'm just creative. <laughs> like it just will come. And I think sh- I'm sure a lot of people that is how they're able to work. But for me, it's like the days when I wake up really early, journal, meditate, maybe like do some yoga or move my body and then like sit down to work. I, I feel incredible. And Hmm. that does not mean I do that all the time. Right. Like, like, of course not, but yeah, I, I definitely have a goal to like really focus on that developing a routine. Um, because I think that like within setting up certain structures that can like Mm. allow you to relax in certain ways almost. I think that's what you actually, I think a really important point you made was when you sit down to do it, even if it feels uncomfortable, you do it anyway. And, And I think because that's actually the space that you're giving yourself to feel the feelings rather than going off and doing different things and distracting yourself by actually forcing yourself to sit down. And I think for me anyway, that's the time those are the times when it feels uncomfortable that I want to do a runner, right? Yeah. And I want to not feel the feelings. But actually, I think from you being able to sit with them probably inspires and creates, you know, that opportunity for things to come through so much more. Definitely. I really mm. think it's like very important to try to do that whenever you mm. can. Yeah. Now, a lot of your art, you use pens and crayons. Do you find a difference when you're actually drawing it by hand and seeing it come beneath you rather than being in front of a screen and using a digital um, format? Yeah, I I definitely prefer to like use my markers and pens and you know, I think you can just kind of like get messier and uh, that's how I started drawing. Like I didn't start drawing until like when I graduated college, like I, you know, I did different types of art. Um, but then it was kind of like, I was in, I was like so bored living with my parents for a bit and like just sitting on the floor, like playing, basically playing with markers and like computer paper. And I think that, you know, almost like going back to, I think like that childhood creativity before, you know, it's like when you're a kid, when you're a kid, you're not self-conscious yet. So you just (sighs) let yourself kind of like be weird and try different things. And that's how I first started getting into illustration. So I think like using markers like that, um, 
that feels like, yeah, that feels more natural to me, but the ease of drawing digitally is like incredible, right? It's like, I can work on a piece and then like, if I'm like, oh, I want a different color, you can just like change yeah. it. So, yeah. you know, if you mess up, you can just like press the back button. So there's, yeah. there's definitely are pros to it, uh, to working that way. But yes, I definitely prefer the like markers. Cause yeah, I feel like it allows me to access that part of me that like, you know, hasn't become so terrified of the world yet. Mm. And just time away from screens because social media nowadays is talked about very negatively, but I'm sure for you, it's been a huge positive, you know, you're able to share your work and connect with people. Yeah. It's, I know it's, it's really complicated. And I do want to believe that there's a way to like be online for work and like use it, you know, as a, mm. as a marketing tool, right. To like, yeah. to, to share your work, to connect with people and uh, without having it like totally infiltrate your like sense of self and your uh, confidence and insecurity, all that stuff. And I've just found that like, yeah, taking days off here and there is, is what really helps. But no, I, I, don't think I would like have a career without social media. Like it's, Mm. I know it's where so many clients have found me. It's where I've like made so many artist friends, Mm. um, you know, and yeah, it's, it's definitely boosted my career in so many ways. So I'm right now I'm at, I'm like kind of at this crossroads where I'm trying to figure out how to be online and just like, I think it's just to not like mindlessly scroll maybe. I I don't, I don't really know like what the, yeah, how to do that. But I, you know, I think there's, yeah, lots of conversations popping up of like, how do we use these apps and how are we on our phones without feeling like, you know, they kind of rule us or like are are in charge of us. It's it's Mm. hard. I guess it's having the awareness about when we pick up our phones, right? And yeah. why we're picking it up. I mean, I certainly know for me, you know, it's it's something that like as I walk down the street even yeah. and I'm on my own, it will be something that I'm scrolling. There's no reason for me to be doing that. I guess it's just about having that awareness around why we're picking it up and what yeah. we plan on doing basically on it. Right. I mean, and it goes back to, you know, what we were talking about with the, like, letting yourself kind of be uncomfortable with just like the blank Mm. page, same thing, like letting yourself just walk around. And like, again, I think being bored can be so powerful. Like, you know, but we never want that. We're like, we're addicted to constantly being like entertained and stimulated, you know, it's like, look at the sky, look at the trees when you walk, like, I mean, I do it too, right? You just, it really is like, I'm this, like, it's this like robotic thing where I won't even mm. be thinking. And all of a sudden I just like pick it up and I'm scrolling and I'm like, wait, what? Like, what it's, am I it's doing? So, it's so true. And actually fun enough, the, 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 the word boredom, I remember once being told, like someone said to me, an old therapist actually said to me, well, what, what is boredom? Like, what does it mean? And I was like, I don't know. You just you're bored and he's like well being bored is actually just a discomfort of sitting with yourself and I was like wow I was like that's so true because you know we we always think oh I'm bored but what does that mean like and then we pick up our phone or we do something and I guess you for you being in nature now that's the one hell of a way to make sure you're present that definitely and 
you know, I, I understand, of course, it's also because I'm, you know, not really working, but I'm like, wait, my anxiety, it's like not really there. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm also not having, I'm not having like the most profound thoughts, but (laughs) it's so nice to just Mm. be kind of like staring out and looking at stuff and like not having my mind racing, being like, all right, Mm. what am I going to do in an hour? What am I going to do tomorrow? Like always trying to, you know, I'm someone that like is always planning, always trying to figure out stuff. And it's nice to just sit there and like, kind of not think about much. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's, it's really, it's really nice to just be present. But that being said, like something I have been thinking about on this trip is that when you're, you know, when you are present, like that means you really have to feel physical discomfort too. Like Mm. our, the air conditioning in our car has broke is like not really working and we've driven through the desert. And like, so that's, but I'm like, wow, I am so in my body. Like I'm sweating, you know, but I'm so present. And, Mm. you know, you think about if you're in like an air conditioned room, you don't really feel your body, right. You're just kind Mm, of like numb. So that's something I've been thinking about too. And like camping, right. I'm covered, I'm covered in dirt. I'm covered in dirt. Right. I'm like, normally I'd be like, Oh, like I have dirt (laughs) on me, but now I'm like, Whoa, I can like really feel, you know, you're just like become so much more aware. So that's something that I've, that I've loved. It's like, even though my initial reaction is like, ew, like all the things that we do to distract us from even those tiny sensations like being dirty or oh, I need to wash this off like all of these things that we're, we're so used to having access to immediately changing that so for you to sit I guess with it all is yeah probably tough it no it is it's I'm like I definitely have those I'm like oh I just want to like go <laughs> like leave and go stay in like a nice hotel but <laughs> you know to again like just just make myself kind of sit with it you stop you it stops to it it stops like bothering you eventually and I can just like sit outside and like read my book and be like even if I'm like kind of uncomfortable um you know it it's it's okay like it you know it it it's able to like turn into a a more pleasant experience for sure. So compared to living in New York, as you do compared to being in the nature as you are now, how do you deal with your anxiety differently in New York? Yeah. So a thing I've, I've realized that I think living for me, at least living in New York, I have to like, there's so much I have to do to just get to that baseline level of like feeling kind of calm. Mm. So it's like, you know, therapy, Mm. yoga, acupuncture, getting a massage. It's like working out all this stuff. I feel like I have to do all that to just like, be like, all right, I can, I can handle this. Right. I'm just always overthinking, Mm. overstimulated. Um, so it's like so much more work to just kind of feel okay. Where, again, right. Different, different stuff comes up, but friends who maybe have moved to like smaller cities or cities that have a lot more nature, you know, I think they don't really do that as much. Right. It's like, you have to spend Mm. less time just trying to get yourself to this like more stable place. Yeah. Um, 
So I think that's something I'm definitely mm. reflecting on. Like, like, do I want to live somewhere where I have to like really put in a lot of time and effort just to like feel okay? Mm. <laughs> Good point. Earlier, you mentioned um, you've mentioned your sobriety. Um, you know, getting sober. How how has that impacted your work, or maybe even changed your work and and what you do with your time? Maybe. Yeah, um, it's you know I think it has made being an artist kind of harder in in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there was that you know, when I was out partying all the time, there's definitely this kind of like social, this like networking element to it, right? You're always like out meeting other artists and maybe like people who will, you know, hire you for things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that is, was definitely something that, um, that, that was a part of my life before. But also I, I used to, you know, back when I was like drinking a lot and, and partying a lot, I did find it easier to like, like ideas would just pop into my head more. Mm. I don't, I don't know what, what that really is, but that, that channel was kind of more open, like being in those altered states, maybe it like, I, I don't, again, I don't really know what it was, but I did find that, that like ideas would just show up in my head. Like I would just like have these visions of the art I wanted to make. Like I would see it before I even sat down and, uh, you know, since I stopped drinking, like, yeah, there's, I have Mm. kind of like creative blocks a lot more. Um, but I'm so much more like aware. I'm so much more in my body. Like I would Mm. never, I'm very happy with the like security and the confidence that I've been able to build up, you know, not, not drinking. I think that for me, drinking was, definitely a way to just, again, like numb out, hide Mm -hmm. hide from myself, not think about myself, um, suppress all of the emotions, all of the messy feelings, right? Like if you're Mm. always drinking, it's easy. It's way easier to be that like fun, cool party girl. It's an escape. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to like really look at yourself. Um, Mm. So I, you know, I definitely spend a lot more time reflecting a lot more time. Um, yeah. Like I just, I can't hide from myself yeah. in the, in the same ways mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, like, of course there's still other ways to do it. Right. Like I've, I realized recently that some days I will listen to like five podcasts a day and I'll be like, Hmm, like maybe this is your <laughs> current way of escaping. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. So, but that's obviously, you know, way healthier than than going out every night and, you know, not remembering what's, what's happening. So it's, yeah, it it has, I think been a challenge to my creativity, but to me as a like well-rounded person, right. For, for me as just a person, it's, it's been like an incredible shift. And how do you deal with, because obviously you share a lot of your work on social media. How do you deal with any negativity or someone who doesn't I guess agree with what you're saying within your art because art everyone has an opinion on it (laughs) and people don't hold back definitely I mean I have been very lucky to the point where like I don't see that much like comments or like I I've I've been pretty lucky I think to avoid that but then of course it's like even if you have a hundred 
nice comments and then like one mean one all you can see is the one that's critical (laughs) so I'm trying to not do that I mean I think I really have just over the years like tried so hard to remember to not take things personally um Mm -hmm. and know that like if someone doesn't like my art uh like that person like they're opinion is not, uh, the most valuable opinion. Mm, I think that's something I I've used to do so much, right? Like everyone else knows so much better than me. And so I'm trying to just be like, all right, like that's, they just, maybe they're going through something and that's why they feel the need to kind of like, uh, criticize me or whatever. And again, it doesn't mean it doesn't sting, right? Like rejection, Mm. rejection in whatever form is always going to hurt, right? Like we're not robots. We can't, uh, I'm not going to lie and say that like nothing, nothing bothers me. You, yeah. No, of course not. But I'm, I'm definitely gotten a lot better where I think like years ago, if I would have seen a mean comment, I would have like for a week just been thinking about it and being like, Oh my God, I'm a fraud. They're right. My art's terrible, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm just kind of like, Hey, I'm not for them. I'm not for everyone. I don't love all art that I see. Right. Mm. Like, so I'm, I'm trying to do that, but to, to realize that like, or to begin to accept that, like, it's not personal has been a huge, huge yeah. a huge thing for me. I really had no idea when, when my therapist first told me a few years ago, just like, oh yeah, like it's, you know, it's not personal. Like you don't have to, uh, like, it's not actually about you when someone, whatever says something and. Uh, yeah, I was like very surprised by that. And just going back a bit to um, what you were saying about routine, um, as I said, we were talking about that a few weeks ago. And obviously, you know, you you realize that it's important to have routine for your art. What other things you mentioned, um, journaling and yoga, do you have a sort of morning routine, a nighttime routine? Like what, what kind of things do you implement in your day to day to kind of keep a structure, I guess? Yeah. So like I said, I am, well, I'm kind of naturally a morning person. So it is kind of easy for me to like wake up, wake (laughs) up early, um, which I know not everyone uh, can do that, but definitely not. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, that's real. But I try to not look at my phone as the first thing that I do in the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, Let's not pretend that that's what (laughs) happens all the time. But like, yeah, I try to, at least I'll say like limit my phone time in the morning and try to like eat breakfast and have my coffee right away and just kind of like calmly, you know, plan, plan for the day. I love lists, like making, Mm -hmm. writing lists helps me so much. Just kind of like not feel overwhelmed. Mm. So I can just kind of like have an idea of what I'm going to do. But I do this thing called morning pages, which is part of this book, the artist's way by Julia Cameron. And in it, uh, she suggests that every morning, the first thing you do is you just stream of consciousness, fill up three pages in a journal. So Mm. you're not necessarily like writing out, you know, full formed thoughts or reflections. You're just kind of like, doing this brain dump of Mm -hmm. all the things you're kind of like 
obsessing over or thinking about. Um, and it really like kind of lets all of those annoying thoughts Hmm. go so that then you make space in your brain for actual like creative thoughts or productive thoughts or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely been the thing that like the days when I, when I do all that in the morning, Hmm. I'm just like feeling, feeling really (laughs) great. Yeah. Prepared for the day. Yes. Yes. Now, my favorite question to ask everyone is what piece of advice would you give your 21 year old self? I think I would just say like, be nicer to yourself. That is Mm. something that, again, it took me a very long time to realize that like, you know, uh, despite like whatever, you know, relationships you're in or work accomplishments that like, you are worthy of love regardless of any of that. That's something that like, Mm. I did not understand at that age. Like I really Mm. thought that I had to kind of like earn acceptance or love by looking a certain way or, you know, achieving certain things. Mm. So just that like base value, just existing, but like, you know, you are worthy of love. That is what I would tell my 21 year old self. I like that. It's something that's very easily forgotten. It, it Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, it's not taught anywhere either. Like, it's not like, <laughs> you know, it's exactly. no one tells us. Yeah. No, and that, and that was, once I realized that, I was like, oh, it would have been so cool to hear this yeah. growing yeah. up. To be able to give yourself permission to do that. Yeah. Because I think yes. at that age, we're so focused on what are you going to do with your life? And, you know, what are you going to become? Rather than like just being okay right now. So then I guess we get so preoccupied with all the, you know, in the future stuff rather than being able to be ourselves, you know? And, exactly. And I guess for me as well, like being awkward and uncomfortable in self at that age, mm. like, you know, that, that, that we, you know, whatever age, in fact, like we will feel awkward and we will feel uncomfortable and that's okay too, basically. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that one. I'll definitely remember that. Good. <laughs> Grace, I have really loved talking to you today and kind of hearing more about your creative journey and, I'm very jealous you are in nature at the moment. Yeah. I cannot wait to get away. Yes, so thank yes. you so much. Of yeah, course. Thank you so much, Grace. Honestly, like uh, so many thought for, thought-provoking uh, nuggets that you gave us. Um, and so nice to hear your experiences and, and what you do and to look after yourself. And, mm. and I'm sure that our listeners will be really excited to, to hear them all. So thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Wow, Tanya, I can say I thoroughly enjoyed talking to Grace. She was very open and that was something I really admired about her. Mm, There were so many things that she said. She sounded very wise Mm. and there were lots of bits that I'm definitely going to be thinking, mulling over and thinking about, you know, the the things she was talking about, about our sort of physical sensations and and dealing with that and sitting with the discomfort. I think that's something I'm going to take away with me today. Yeah, with the physical sensations, it's the small things that I didn't even... It's the small things that are just normal that you pick up on, like walking into a cold room mm. or when it's humid outside, but they really do make such a difference. And I think that was something really important that she highlighted. And just how much we don't like being uncomfortable and what we'll do yeah. to change that, basically. Yeah, I think that's the great thing about art, though, is that everyone can kind of see it differently mm. and take what they want from it, whether it's kind of the 
if there's an animal in it or the colors or whether it, you can relate to it if there's a specific message. And I think something that is just so important to highlight, just talking about social media, um, even Grace said that one comment in a hundred about her artwork can really affect her mood. Mm. So I think if there's something to take away from this episode for our listeners is just to be kind and be mindful when you're not even posting on Instagram, just commenting. Yeah, absolutely. Be mindful, be aware and just be kind, basically. I'm also very excited to read Grace's new book, How to Deal, which is available in the US now and it will be in the UK from the 15th of July. And for our listeners, we will put a link in our episode description. And now it's time for Behind the Post. And this is when we go back through my social media and look at whether a recent or a post from a while ago and discuss how I was feeling in the moment and maybe what was going on behind the scenes when I posted it. So today we are going to talk about this picture actually from July last year mm-hmm. where you are sitting with a parking ticket. You're posing with a parking <laughs> ticket and you look, you don't look best pleased. Actually, you, the second one, look, you look sarcastically <laughs> happy. Um, obviously, I was about to ask, you know, what's been going on there? But obviously you just got a parking ticket. Um, but how are you? How are you feeling? What was going on? Um, these were this was one of the moments where I tried to find humor. Mm -hmm. in things people don't find funny um I sent those photos to my family group chat and all the siblings kind of laughed and dad kind of said oh lord dot 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 and mum goes not another parking ticket (laughs) um and this was also something that I was quite nervous to post online actually because I do you remember how I was saying how I used to check in with my parents before posting? Mm. Um, and this one, I checked in with them and I kind of said, you know, I don't want to make it seem as if I'm kind of flaunting the fact I have a parking ticket and I'll pay for it. You know, I didn't want to come across disrespectful, disrespectful to anyone. And so I was a little bit nervous about it. But, you know, it was from the comments I did read, it was received pretty well. You know, people saw the humor in it, which was great because... I mean, I was annoyed I got a parking mm, ticket, mm. as you would be, yeah. because they're yeah. annoying. Um, you were trying to make light out of the situation, basically, and not exactly. you know, disrespect anyone. Yeah. yeah, and that has to be done sometimes. You know, we were, had just come out of the first lockdown. I think it was the day restaurants opened again. Um, and I just kind of, you know, let's add a little humour to this day. Mm. But actually listening to you, there were so many things going on literally behind the post. Like there were yeah. so many, you know, you had to check with your parents and you had you were worrying about it being the right thing to post and and all of that. And and it's like you underestimate sometimes what has to sort of what mm. kind of it's sort of mental torture, I guess, that we put ourselves under to yeah. kind of share something online. Um, yeah, and I, I was running late when I took the photo. I got into my car after the day at work and I was meant to be going to dinner and I thought, okay, you know what, let's get a really easy, like, quick, funny photo with this parking ticket. I'm not even kidding you, it took about a good five minutes getting a decent mm. um, photo with this parking ticket. Um, and it was one of those moments when I realised I was really kind of obsessing over how I looked. Yeah. And almost looking at the picture too much and not being able to see for what it was. Mm, no, I totally get that. I totally get that. And I guess, you know, as you were saying, it's it's also interesting to see how you were trying to make light of the situation, trying <laughs> to find humour in something that wasn't was actually quite annoying rather than, yeah. you know, 
being funny. You've got to sometimes. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, laughter's good. Humour's good. Most definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to 21 and Over and a huge thank you to Grace for being our guest today. Please don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts to get updated on new episodes. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 21 and Over with Holly. And if you'd like to send us a note, you can either send us a DM or email at 21 and Over at studiorimesy.com. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>